0: It's your boy, Zach the Bandit Burke. And with me, as always, is Cam, the Turf King Charlton. And this is the Over 6 Sports Podcast, week two of our Over 6 NFL picks. Cam, what's going on, brother?
1: Man, I'm just excited. Week two, I actually get to sit down all of Sunday and just watch football. Last week, we were in a golf tournament, which was fun. We didn't play very good golf, no. but we had some drinks. Weather held off, which was nice. This week, from 1 p.m. to, I don't know, whenever the 4 o'clock slate 11. is over, I am not moving. Oh, no, I need a little break between the 4 o'clock slate and Monday, or Sunday night football. I'll get a little break for dinner. <laughs> Other than that, I am not leaving my couch. I'm just going to enjoy football. Red zone is where it's at. I am going to probably sweat out a ton of bets sweat out my fantasy teams but gonna have a ton of fun i'm looking forward to it how are you today burke excellent excellent excited for
0: week two i did come to the realization today that i have a housewarming party for my wife's cousin on sunday afternoon guess what time it starts cam 1 p.m even worse it starts at 2 p.m so i have to travel to branford which is half hour away. And so I'm going to miss the start of the game. I then will miss all of the afternoon games. I will miss all of the 4 PM games. So I might very, very maybe, maybe chance get to watch chiefs versus Ravens on Sunday night, but it will be the second week in a row that I don't get to watch football unless they have it on the housewarming, which again, if I want to get killed, then I would maybe watch it. But it seems like a red light. That is no green light special there. Do not turn on the football. Just keep the fantasy app open. Keep the scores like on the DL. So that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah. I mean, you spent enough time on your phone on the golf course. So, but that's just with the boys. So uh, the, yeah. the wife might not be so happy with that. No, so, uh...
0: not at all. But uh, but we're gonna dive right into it. So we had a nice uh, a good pod on on uh, our yesterday, and uh, yeah, broke down all week one, and now we're into week two. Uh, broke down our headlines from yesterday. So today, second show of the week, it's only gonna be picks from the NFL, and this is the beauty part: is that I am going to in one second. Wait a minute. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. As I said. There it is. Week two, over six. NFL picks. Just gonna let this play out here. There we go. A little bit of a screw up, but that's fine. So we're gonna pick all games once again. If you haven't, if you didn't tune into week one, just as a quick reminder, Cam and I are going to pick every game of week two against the spread. We're both going to give our lock of the week. Just a reminder as well that I am 1-0 on locks. Cam is the only one on locks. And we're basically at 50% on picks from last week. And Cam, we are going to start it off with the game going tonight. And that is the Thursday night football game, the New York Giants at the Washington football team.
1: Yeah, Washington laying three in this matchup. I don't really like this matchup much. Uh Taylor Heineke versus Daniel Jones. Heineke's definitely the better quarterback in this matchup. Uh both defenses should be good. I didn't see much from the Giants. Um I like the under. I know the under's <laughs> low, but especially the first half under. But shit, we said we'd pick every game against the spread, so I gotta pick somebody here. Yeah. I got to go Washington here. I just think their defense is better. Their offense should be better. Heineke's proven that he can be okay. He was good in the playoffs last year, put up a run against Tampa Bay, and he looked pretty good in week one. I don't didn't see anything promising from this Giants, so three points I'm fine with. If it goes to three and a half, I might go the other way, but at three or less, I got to go with the Washington football team.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page here. I think you know Washington last week versus the Chargers were minus two. Um, this week, they're minus three. Obviously they lost last week as we discussed. And frankly, the chargers are a much better team than the New York football giants are. Um, and I just don't see any reason. And we, and we talked about Daniel Jones on the recap of week one, and we talked about their receiving core and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I and I have Washington winning this division. If you're losing early season games against the Giants, that's not going to fly. So stick with my early season prediction. I'm taking Washington minus three um, for fun. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's probably going to be an under, but I do see a scenario where I could see an over. Like I could see like a twenty-four seventeen 17, 24 17 math that's on the number. So 24 21. It could get there. Um, but that means Daniel Jones has to throw three touchdowns. So, I mean, yeah. Under is probably the play, but it could be super goofy.
1: I also like my favorite bet out of this is probably first half under. It's probably going to be at 20 and a half. Both teams are just going to feel themselves out. That first couple drives are probably going to not be good. So first half under is to me a really good bet for Thursday night football. Cause you know, we have a lot of degenerates listening here yep. who need a couple extra bets for the single game on Thursday nights. So I also don't mind Washington
0: that, football. Sorry. Tyler Henneke. Team.
1: Team. Yeah, go ahead. No,
0: it's a prop. Tyler Henneke Anytime touchdown. I,
1: I yeah, think I mean, like he, he showed signs of being Superman in the playoffs last year.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't know what the line is on that. I'd have to look it up and see if the props even offered. It probably is on CoolBet.com, which is where we're doing most of our picks off this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you can get Henneke anytime touchdown uh, just in terms of his, his running, I think this could be a good bet for red zone short yardage uh, plays. Because, um, again, in the playoffs last year, he proved that he's not afraid to take hits. He's not afraid to run the ball. Um, interesting prop there that I'm just throwing out and I'm gonna we we kind of do that if you if you know an interesting prop camera you feel in a prop feel free to throw that out and we'll see if we can find it somebody's gonna have it
1: yeah so uh we'll move right into Sunday then start off with the one pm slate we have Denver traveling to Jacksonville Denver laying six points here what do you think about this game Bark? okay I'll get on the Denver train on the six points um because
0: Denver showed me something on the weekend. I mean, again, I'll be honest. I was not high on Denver. I'm still not high. um, I'm still not high on Denver, Denver, frankly. Um, But they laid down a a two-point spread on the Giants, and the Giants are much better, in my opinion, than the Jags. And the Jags, frankly, are going to go, like, one and. 16 or two and 15 or three and 14, something like that. Um, I can't imagine that one of them is going to be against the Broncos, especially with how decent the Broncos defense is going to be this year. Um, So give me Broncos uh, laying the points.
1: Yeah. Laying under a touchdown Broncos all day. Like I said, Jacksonville rookie quarterback, the college rookie head coach early in the year. I'm going to fade them all day. Denver's defense looked good. Teddy looked good. Jerry Judy's not going to be that much of a game changer to me to not lay six points with Denver, so I'm with you on this. Caveat, Denver's got to be the play here. Caveat
0: to this is is like if Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden figures it out. Like, which would be shocking in week two. Like, if he goes absolutely ballistic, because he is a very talented quarterback. Obviously, he was drafted in the first, like, first overall for a reason. Um, if, if he can, you know, somehow hook up with DJ Chark and just have an unbelievable game, get his legs moving, and actually perform the way that the Jags drafted him to perform, then, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible, especially with how many dogs in the first, you know, week one hit. Um, you could see them lose by maybe, maybe maybe a field goal you might see them win by a point um but that's a stretch like i think it's just one of those angles that unless he goes off like crazy um it's going to be denver by the touchdown no no issue
1: yeah to me like week four or five i might start to think about it a little more but until i see something different from this especially against a good defense i'm gonna lay six points all day moving into the second game 1 p.m slate we have houston heading to cleveland Cleveland laying 12. Oh, man, I'll go first. I'll go first here and I'm going to back the Texans here. 12 points is just a lot. And Cleveland doesn't show that they're a team that ever blows anybody out because we've seen Nick Chubb run out at the one yard line before. Cleveland's going to win this game. Houston is not like last week. I took Houston to win. Houston's not winning this game. But 12 points to me is a lot of points. And I saw enough from Tyrod Taylor that he's going to make plays. This Cleveland defense didn't look great. And parts of this offense for Houston can be okay. And again, Cleveland is a team who doesn't blow teams out. So 12 points to me. I'm going to go Houston plus 12. Yeah,
0: and honestly, if you really wanted to, you could tease this full six points and go Houston plus 18. And that's a no-doubt bet. Um, I am with you on that page though. I, I totally agree. Um, and this week it looks like we're kind of lining up with some of our, our thoughts here, like for once, um, we're going to ride or die together, but yeah, I'm on the same page, man. I mean, I, I do think that it's a possibility, um, that maybe we're too high on the Texans after what they did to the Jags last week. And maybe the Jags are that bad. Um, but that being said, you're right. Like the Browns just don't, they, they do play down to opponents from time to time. And maybe they're super jacked up and hungry from their loss versus the chiefs. Um, but who knows for some, uh, for some strange reason, they just, they do seem to keep these kinds of games close.
1: Yeah. And again, they're just, they run it so well. So they're just going to run out the clock as much as they can, if they get up early. So at 12 points is a lot. So uh, moving on to the next game, we have the surprising Cincinnati Bengals heading to Chicago. Chicago is three points favorites at home. What do you think Ooh. about this?
0: Um, Man. So these games are, this is a tough, this is going to be a tough week. I, I mean, this is going to either go extremely well for us or it's like, I don't see us having another 40% f- f- 53% week, frankly, like it could be, a, it could be go downhill real quick. Um, But you know what? I, I like, I like the Bengals here in this spot. I just I, like Bengals plus three. That's the line. Or no, it's minus three for... it's Yeah, so Bengals plus the points. I mean, they dismantled the Vikings and in the sense that they kept it a game where we were convinced that the Vikings were going to win... Heck, I think I said minus six and a half. Like, I thought the Vikings were going to roll them and they showed us some stuff. And the Bears showed me nothing. Like, the Bears legitimately did not show me enough and especially if they give anti-Dalton the yank and Justin Fields goes in... um, I think that since these defense has showed that they've done enough to force turnovers and keep games close and Joe Burrow could have an absolute, an absolute time, man. Like if, if Jamar chase is going to have that good of a game again, the Bengals could, could definitely, they're definitely like, could definitely win, could definitely win by a few, but I think they definitely cover the spread. Give me Bengals plus three.
1: Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I think they could be a live dog this week. If that line got down to two and a half Chicago, I might lean that way because I think Chicago probably will pull this out. So we might end up with a push here at three. But yeah, I just saw enough from Cincy in week one that plus three getting points. That's basically a pick'em if it wasn't in Chicago. So to me, I'm going to take that all day long. And again, we're just lining up everywhere here. And maybe that's what we learn after a week. We just have a lot of the same thoughts after starting to learn these teams a little more. Yep, I like it. What do we got next? Moving into our fourth game, we have San Fran heading to Philly. San Fran laying three and a half points. Wow. Oh man.
0: Now this is this is where it starts to get juicy. Um
1: Yeah, I don't like this line at all. Three no. and a half points. No, I, I mean, don't like it one bit. No,
0: it's, it's, you know what? It's honestly one of those games. Like, I don't bet every single game. Like, we pick them, but we don't bet them. This is one I probably stay away from. Um, yeah, I'm not touching this one with my own money with a 10 foot pole, but if you wanted to, you is, is it in San Fran? In Philly. Sorry, it's in Philly. Um, give me, oh, I got to bet on Philly twice in a row. I don't feel good about that. Um, Give me Philly plus the points. Screw it. I mean, I I didn't think Philly was going to be good this year. I had them at five and twelve, I believe it was. Um, and they could definitely have a like it's one of those spots where like they could have an absolute regression week where they played so well last week that they could just shit the bed this week. But the reverse could be said about San Francisco, where they had unbelievable success on offense, who could then lay an egg this week. Right, like it could be a shootout. It could be 17, 17. Like I have no idea what's going to happen here, um, but let's ride. Let's ride the mobile quarterback who I thought looked pretty good. I'll ride Jalen Hurts, and uh, yeah, I guess Eagles plus three. If I got a pick,
1: yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way. What did I learn last week? We need to bet good divisions versus bad divisions. One of these divisions is good. One of them's not very good. I don't think Philly is still a very good team, although they showed signs. But I'm going to lean towards that being Atlanta being bad. I don't feel great about this pick. Same with you. I'm not putting my own money on it. But I'm definitely going to lean San Fran minus the three and a half. I just think they're a better team in a better division. So I'm going to go with the better division this time.
0: And I just think the one last thing on that is that they have this uncertainty at at running back, so I don't know how that's actually going to affect the game overall. Um, if the Eagles know, hey, let's let's keep the pressure and make sure that we're not letting them run up the middle, force them to throw the ball, and then just put ourselves in in spots where we can, you know, double guys that we have to, um, you know, get on Devonta Smith, like get on these guys and say, okay, this is that's going to be their game plan. I think they could have success with that. The real question is how are how are the San Francisco 49ers going to adjust to that? So I could see this game where um, San Francisco is, you know, down by three points, down by seven points, something like that going into the half, make half adjustments and come back. Um, But we're going to see. But that's kind of where my angle is at at, uh, Eagles laying the points.
1: Yeah, so moving into the next game, we have New Orleans minus three and a half heading to Carolina. If you... If week one didn't happen, I would one hundred
0: percent have said Carolina. But
1: oh yeah, me too. Carolina like, plus three and a half. Yeah, I'd have to lean them for sure,
0: no doubt. But, but week one, week one happened. <laughs> week one happened, and I'm like, again, this could be lightning in a bottle, and it might not happen again. Um, but the, I know the Packers played bad, but they're still the Packers, man. Like they still made the playoffs. They still had a run. They still had a chance. Um, you know, I think oh, this is a hundred
1: percent overreaction to week one.
0: Oh, what? No doubt. Like this line <laughs> absolutely is. But the real question is, is can they win by four points? Um, I'm not convinced that. I mean, c didn't have a touchdown last week. So could he go off this week and get a couple? For sure. He could. Um, I had, I could be dead. I'm talking myself into the Panthers here as I'm saying this, but at the same time, like if Jameis is going to play like that again, and like c- Callaway did not have a good game. Camara uh, didn't even play the fourth quarter. Like these guys are, I think, are going to be fresh and they're going to be hungry. Like they're going to be hungry again. So give me, give me New Orleans laying the points minus three and a half.
1: I gotta join you. Just the f- minus three and a half. I'm laying the points all day with New Orleans. This defense looked really good. I know the Packers' offense didn't look good. Aaron Rodgers looked not very good, but this defense looked good. They got turnovers. Again, Camara looked like Camara. He was really good for three quarters. He didn't even need to play the fourth because they were that good. Jameis was making the right plays. His eye surgery is working out well. So, and again, I just think Carolina is a middling team, and New Orleans might be better than I thought they were at the beginning of the year. So, and this is Time not a knock tell, on but... the Panthers.
0: This is not a knock on the Panthers because I th- I still think that they're going to have a good game, and I could see this going the other way. Like I hundred percent could see f- f- the the Panthers covering three and a half, no doubt. Like I could see the Panthers winning outright. I can see the Panthers winning by uh, six and a half. Like that could happen. But that being said, I will ride this wave. Like momentum, and this is something that we know about the NFL. That's different than any other sport. Um, is that with limited games that you have in season, momentum can carry. If teams get rolling, like look at the Steelers. They went eleven and zero to start, which is not even a start. That's like most of the season. But they went eleven and zero. They lost the game, and then they lost four in a row, or three or four in a row. Like, they lost their mojo, and then all of a sudden they can't win games anymore. So, yeah, a team has a big win last week. They're going to just go out and and be super, super hungry. So, I don't know. It's, it's as I said, one of those games that could go either way. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to ride the hot team right now. Yep,
1: yeah, moving into the next game, we have the L.A. Rams heading to Indy. L.A. laying four points. And I'll take this one. The Vermiths, this is easy. The Rams looked really good. Indy didn't look as good as they could be. Carson Wentz doesn't look good. He's going to struggle against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. He does terrible against pressure. LA is going to get pressure. This offense looked really good. Four points is not enough here. I am laying the four points with the Rams all day long. This is the
0: same thing as what happened with the Seahawks last week. Identical. Where I look at this line and I'm like, this line is not enough. And I don't know why they're thinking. Like, what's the thought process on the bookie here, where they're like, "Yeah, four points makes sense after the Seahawks got crushed the Colts last week." Like, what, what, what's the logic here, where the Rams' defense is better, and their offense is not that much, is not that far behind. Like, I just don't see any reason why this lines at four. L.A. Rams laying the points. Like, yeah, that's fine. Minus four, no doubt about it. Now, a caveat to that, again, I said that about the Vikings last week, too, and that didn't work out. But this is, yeah, this is definitely, this has got to be minus four. And, and and by the way, I do think that, um, I think you are going to see more chalky wins this week. As much as dogs swung last week, this is the beauty about the NFL, too. You can get momentum swings in this. Dogs are not going to keep winning all year long. It, it's just not going to happen. Because what's what's going to end up happening is, is that, like, for people who don't gamble a lot... The the bookies again they're going to get into midseason form figure out really good lines and dogs aren't going to they're going to stop winning it's just it's it's not going to happen so at some point you got to start being chalky
1: yeah and we just got to go back to the NFC West is a really good division yep the better division is going to win these games so we didn't do that enough last week we're going to do it this week so the Rams are going to beat Indy yep moving into the next one we have the Raiders. Heading to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh laying five and a half. I'll let you take this one first, Burke. Ooh, um, Ooh boy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah,
0: give me the Steelers five and a half. Um, because the Steelers were able to stifle the bills who are a much better offense than the Raiders are, despite the fact that the Raiders have Waller, um, and i just think that the raiders were given way too many opportunities as we talked about in the recap were given way too many opportunities by the ravens um the ravens defense looked absolutely horrific which they weren't supposed to be but they did so you run into a defense who limited the bills to 16 points in the first um in the first week and you're up against a team that's not as good, I think that the defense is going to have another good week. Really good start if you have them in fantasy. Um, so, yeah, Steelers minus 5.5. I like that line.
1: Yeah, I don't really like the line because of this offense is still not going to be great, but this is a huge letdown spot for the Raiders. You're coming off a big win against Baltimore at home, the big first game in your stadium with fans. So I'm, I'm going to lay the points with Pittsburgh here too. Again, Pittsburgh's D is that good. Ben won't be have that much of an issue with the pressure. He gets the ball out quicker than anyone in the NFL. And he's got playmakers around him. So they're going to find a way to control the ball, just dip and dunk, do that kind of thing. And they'll scheme up something. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He'll scheme up something to stop Waller a little bit or slow him down. Not stop him. You can't stop Darren Waller. no, But you can slow him down. You can make life tough on him. So they'll find a way of doing that. And they're just a much better team. The Raiders are not that good of a team. They can get hot. They can get streaky. We saw that the last few years. But again, I'm just gonna bet the better team here, and Pittsburgh's the much better team, so we'll take them. Even though that is a lot of points,
0: it's a lot of points. But again, like all they have to do is get like even if it's a low scoring game. I mean, the total that I'm looking at is 48 and a half. Um, I feel that's pretty high, in my opinion. I mean, they're basically thinking that the Raiders are going to get three touchdowns and the Pitt's going to get 20. what is it yeah 28 27 or something like that i guess the forty eight and a half. and a half so um yeah i don't know picking 27 points just seems unlikely so if you're going to do I-, I like the under in that game to be honest uh if if you're another kind of prop side bet that you're looking for i like the under in Raiders Steelers at forty eight and a half and a half cuz i just don't see how the Steelers are going to allow 21 and yet win by five and a half.
1: Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Moving into the next game, we have New England heading to the New York Jets. New England laying five and a half here. Ooh, for me, I gotta go with New England here. Laying five and a half, I don't really like, but Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks has been unbelievable over the years. This team needs a win after last week. I still think they're going to be competing with Miami for that second spot even given everything we've seen. Uh, so they're going to find a way to do it, especially against a rookie quarterback. I just think Bill's going to find a way to sneak out this game. Touchdowns a lot. But again, I saw enough from Mac Jones that he looks like he's going to game manage, especially in a Belichick system. So going to go New England laying the five and a half points here.
0: Yeah, I like the angle. I mean, I think Mac Jones, my, in my opinion, was the number one rookie quarterback from week one. I don't think that's even a discussion. McCorkle looked good. Um, and I think they would have beat Miami. If they didn't, like Miami's defense didn't get that turnover at the end of the game, I think it was, yeah, it was going to be over. So, I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, all right, so the Jets were fine in week one. They didn't get the dub, and they're only going to win five games this year. So I don't see them, one of them, being against the Patriots, at least at this point. And you're right. Bill Belichick, rookie quarterbacks, it always plays out well for Bill. Um, yeah, I like new England minus five and a half. I just, there is like, initially my gut feel, by the way, was like, ah, maybe the Jets can do it. And the Patriots start on two, but, uh, Patriots don't go on losing streaks very often at all. Especially when this year they're a hundred percent look better than last year. So yeah, give me, give me pads minus five and a half. I feel gross about it though.
1: So the last game we have in the 1 PM slot is a big AFC each matchup. We have Miami heading to Buffalo. My or Buffalo laying three and a half points.
0: I, I like the respect they're getting on the line, by the way. Like, no doubt. I mean, last year it probably would have been probably would have been more. Um This is one of the hard ones for me, though, right? Because I'm like not. I, I like Miami. I thought they were gonna win last week. They did. Um <sighs> This is going to be a Bills revenge game. And I, I I think this is going to one of two ways. Either Josh Allen's going to completely try to stretch the field and do what he did to Miami in week 17 last year, or he's going to do that and they're going to start picking him off. X could have two, three interceptions, and it could get ugly for the Bills, and they start owing two. Um, I said in our show last week and our preview show that Miami's going to beat the Patriots in week one and lose to the bills in week two. I'm going to stand by that. Um, Give me bills minus three.
1: Yeah. I got to go bills minus three and a half here as well. I just, yeah, Miami looked decent, but the bills here, either we're going to find out same thing. One of two things. They're going to get the job done. You're going to show that week one was kind of anomaly against arguably the best defense. Allen just didn't look good. Didn't like he had it together with Diggs. So maybe that's not playing preseason. They're going to figure it out in week two, or we're going to find out that last year was the big anomaly for Josh Allen, and maybe he's not the top one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think we're probably going to see he is. So laying three and a half points for Buffalo, especially in pretty much a must-win game as you can get in week two, uh, I think the Bills are going to come out strong here.
0: Can we just talk a side note, though? If Miami does win this game, Which I'm not saying, by the way, that the Bills are absolutely going to knock the doors off. Like I could, I don't mind the line. I could see it that way. I I would love to, I would love to absolutely see that happen. Is the (laughs) is is Miami cover and win? And they absolutely could. I mean, Miami starting two and zero would be a dream against the division, would it not?
1: Oh yeah, it'd be unbelievable. Like they're especially like picking up both games on the road. Like they're in the driving seat for the division. Then you got to be early on. You're in the driver's seat. You have New England probably starting one and one, but the Bills zero and two. You're in the driver's seat.
0: I think the I think the Dolphins too. They can play loose because they know that. All right, if we we've already got one divisional win last year was a struggle. You played the Bills then the Pats, I believe it was, and you started zero and two. And this year your minimum going to be one and one. So you don't have anything to lose. And I would love to see a huge game from Tua here. I would love to absolutely see him throw for three, four touchdowns and it be a really close game. Like I, that's what I just wanted. I just want to see a good game. I'm probably not going to, to watch it. You're going to have to text me what's going on, but um, definitely one you got to tune in for if you're a bills and or Miami fan.
1: Yeah. So that was the last in the 1 PM slate. We'll move into the four o'clock slate. The first game we have Minnesota heading to Arizona, Arizona lying four and a half points. This line seems wrong. I said that with Minnesota last week. I'm doing it the opposite way. You usually, get two and a half to three points at home, so that means they think Arizona is only a point or a point and a half favorite over Minnesota. They got to be way more than that. Arizona looked unbelievable last week. That division is really good, and we learned out Minnesota's not as good as we think. They could have a huge bounce back because I do think they're better than we saw last week. But that division's not good. So I'm just going to follow it here and keep going. Arizona's going to cover those points, lay them, lay four and a half, and I feel confident. Better division I'm betting on this week. Just straight up it, better division.
0: Yeah, and like this is the thing. is like It's one of those spots, again, where it's like you can absolutely see a revenge spot here where they're like, we're better than we were last week and just hand you the smackdown. But it's not like the cards played up horrible team last week they played the titans and they're not a bad team they're da- they're talented offensively they're not great defensively but the Vic- like you can make a case that the vikings and the titans are pretty similar offensively like they both have a really powerful running back they have nice pieces uh they have nice receivers and they have decent quarterbacks like this to me is the exact same game it's pretty much the same uh-huh. game and i
1: the Vikings have a much better defense than Tennessee does.
0: Well, I didn't show it last week, dude. I mean, it was the Bengals they lost to. The Bengals, who we said yeah, we're going to go like five and twelve. Points. No, they didn't. They didn't but give up forty points. No, or anything. no, they they well, they were. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They didn't. But the Cardinals put up a huge amount, and I I just again, I could see this being. I, I agree with you. Like I just I, to me this looks the same. I think the line here is going to be closer. I don't think this is going to be like Seahawks Indy from last week. Like I think that it actually could be like 28, 24 or something like that. And it could be a push, something like that. But I, I agree with you. Cardinals minus four, I think, is the play. Again, hot, you know, hot team. Big win last week. Not going to be a letdown spot. I think they keep the pedal in the metal because, frankly, if you're the Cardinals, you have to. In that division, you have to win 11, 12 games to have a prayer. Like, you, you don't have a choice. So you're only going to lose five. This can't be one of them. Arizona minus four. No. Minus four and a half. Minus four team. and a half. Sorry, Sorry. I'm looking on TSN right now. It's a guy about minus four, but whatever. Minus four and a half, that's fine. You got the most updated so stuff anyway.
1: Moving into the next game, we have Atlanta heading to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay laying 12 and a half. I was going to really overthink this one at first and be like, 12 and a half, that's a lot of points. Atlanta just got absolutely blown out by Philly. Tampa Bay is much better in just about every aspect other than rushing quarterback than Philly. So I'm not going to overthink this. Tampa is the much better team. Atlanta sucks. Their defense sucks. Tampa Bay looks like they can put up a ton of points. I just got to go Tampa, laying the 12 and a half. Not going to overthink this one. I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to take the Falcons plus
0: 12 and a half because the one thing that I do know is that every if you're super chalky like on every game, you're going to you're not going to be successful and one of the i always feel like the big games like this are the hardest ones to go with because what happens if the bucks have the same amount of turnovers they did last week and the falcons turn around and score some points and then it comes down the stretch and and you know what i mean like i in the falcons last year had a lot of times where they were underdogs by a lot ended up covering but they were also up big and then they would blow it at the end i don't know they're very inconsistent but i just don't think they can be any worse than they were last week so I think they can only be better. Um, and again, the, the Cowboys put up a lot of points on the Bucs. The Bucks defense is not that good at this very moment. I think they are good in general, but last week they didn't show it. Their secondary was a nightmare. If Matt Ryan can sling some passes down the field, you can get Pitts and Ridley open. Um, I don't know, 12 and a half is a lot of points. So I like the Falcons, plus 12 and a half to cover the number. I'm going to take the dogs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate that at all. I'm just trying to not to overthink it. And, yeah, again, I'm just, I am just I can't bet on Atlanta or put any money on Atlanta after getting absolutely steamrolled by a not-good team, in my opinion.
0: I'm probably not going to bet this game in real life. But I just think, like again, picking this game, if we're going to pick the same teams, it's also not exciting. I'm just going to add a little bit of excitement to it. I, I don't know. I just I have this gut feel. I can't explain it.
1: Well, I have absolutely nowhere, no idea where to go on this next game. We have Dallas heading to L.A., LA laying three points or yeah, three point favorites here. I have no idea where to go. Where do you see this game going?
0: I think LA minus three, because I think LA is a good team and they obviously on Sunday, you know, they got the, they, they got the job done when they had to. Um. And I, I don't know. I just, I look at that, this and like they played Washington. They won by four. Washington has a much better defense than the Cowboys do. And, yeah, I like, and Herbert, if he only got 20 points last game, like, last game, they're, they're just so, like, they're, their weapons are just ridiculous that I think the Cowboys are pretty fakey in the sense where they played a bad, de- like, the defense did not play well, as we just talked about, and their offense clicked because they were playing bad defense. So I actually think the Cowboys are overrated. I'm selling the Cowboys, and I will take. Um, I will take the Chargers. Minus
1: three. Yeah, I mean, LA's should be a good team. Dallas's offense, if they can stay healthy, is going to be good. Their defense is not going to be good and I know Tampa Bay's uh, defense wasn't as good as it should have been in week one, but this offense is good. They did it last year. They put up a ton of points early when they were healthy. They didn't win games. They're not a very good football team, but the offense can score. So, I mean, I'm going to break my rule here because I'm going worst division, but I think Dallas is going to keep this close. I think they could be a live dog here too, to be honest. Ooh. Their offense is just that good. I like it. So Dallas plus three, keep it a little different. Uh, hey, This is one I'm going to regret because I said I wouldn't bet on the worst division and I'm doing it here. So. <laughs> You're going against the Cardinal rule moving into the last game in the 4 p.m slate we have tennessee heading to seattle seattle laying five and a half here so no this one i'm not breaking my rule we just saw a team in this division run over tennessee this other team gonna do the same thing seattle minus five and a half just yeah i'm not breaking my rule two games in a row so Better division is winning this game. Checkbox, Seahawks moved to 2-0. and
0: And again, same reasoning where they're in that division where they have to win a lot of games. They have to win 12, 13, 11 games. And the Titans didn't look that good. The Seahawks looked good against a team that was a playoff team last year. So they're going to play another playoff team. And yeah, man, Russ is going to cook again. In
1: my, like, we just watched, yeah, we watched Kyler, who's an impressive, and D Hop go off. Yeah, this team has Russ, DK, and Lockett. Yeah, man. You don't think they're gonna go off? Oh yeah,
0: like it's and like the bookies were like, oh, I know that we had the Seahawks minus three. Aha, we're gonna move it to minus five and a half. I'm like, that's still not enough, dude. No, like it's just it's not. It's not enough. There was questions fantasy wise if Derek Henry was gonna be a stud this year. Tough week one. Usually balances back. He could still have a big week, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Seahawks minus five and a half is the play.
1: Yeah, so moving into the Sunday night game, we have KC heading to Baltimore. KC is three-and-a-half-point favorites. That's not enough. to go with Sunday night? Yeah. That's
0: not enough. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, dude. Like, I, they beat the Browns by three, right? Was it three?
1: 32-29? I think it was three. That would be 30, 33-29 would be four. Oh, sorry,
0: four. They beat them by four. <laughs> okay, so then they look at this line, and they're like, all right, so, I don't know what the score was. I forgot what the score was. Um, they look at this line and they're like, oh, okay, I got a good idea. They beat the Browns by four. So, they definitely, the line should be four versus the Ravens, who got 20, whatever, 30, whatever, 32 points, put up, well, however many points they got put on by the Raiders. The Raiders, dude. The Chiefs are so much better than the Raiders. It's not even funny. Like, if you thought. That Lamar Jackson and the and the Ravens had a tough time last week. It does not get easier this week. Don't pitch me the revenge bounce back. It just no, dude. It's just, it's not gonna happen. This line should probably be six and a half, probably more. Yeah. Gimme Chiefs minus, what'd you say, three and a half? What gimme Chiefs minus three and a half, no doubt. I'm not not saying my lock yet, but I'm very confident in this game because the Chiefs looked good against a team who we thought, I thought, could definitely go to the championship game in the AFC.
1: Yeah, if this game stays under a touchdown, this is easy. Uh, Casey all day. I don't know what you saw in Baltimore in week one that you think it would be a good way to go. Casey looked really good. Baltimore can't defend a tight end. Casey has a really good one too. Travis Kelsey. They also have... Tyreek Hill, they also have Patrick Mahomes, who is much better than Carr. This line doesn't make any sense. KC's going to run them over. I don't really care that it's in Baltimore. This team's much better. And at the end of the day, Baltimore, I know they have injuries everywhere now. I'm down on them. I was down on them before the year. KC is Super Bowl favorites, and they're going to be as long as Pat Mahomes is still there. So, yeah, three and a half, not close to enough points. Move along.
0: Check, please. Move into the Monday
1: night game. We have the Detroit Lions heading to Green Bay. Green Bay is laying ten and a half points here. So here's the angle.
0: The bookies are thinking here, well, Green Bay just got fucked up by the Saints. They're not going to lay an egg the second week in a row. Ain't going to happen. They're going to exploit Detroit, and that's and we're just going to move on. And what we talked about and what you talked about was that Detroit's not going to get blown out. This might be one of your big rules this year. The 49ers put 41 up on them, and the Lions scored 33. If Jameis Winston and the Saints can put up 38 on the Packers, then I'm telling you right now, Detroit can put up some points on... On the Packers, no doubt about it. I don't think they're gonna win. I think I think Green Bay is gonna win. And maybe this is an overreaction. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. A ten and a half's a lot of points for a team that scored six. Like, come on, that's a lot of points for a team that's to get six. Detroit's gonna be scrappy. They also lost. They also kind of got embarrassed by San Francisco. You don't think they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder traveling to the packs? Give me Detroit plus ten and a half. I'll take the dogs. Or the Lions, as you might say. The Cats.
1: No, I got to go with Green Bay here. This is just going to be a big FU game from Aaron Rodgers. I think game one, again, I'm still going to be with the conspiracy theory that he just wanted to be like, yeah, fuck you, Packers. Like, I'm going to destroy your franchise. But he still cares too much about this season. He's going to go and absolutely dominate this game. Like, I will take Devontae Adams, two touchdowns. Like, they're just going to go off here. Detroit's not a good enough team. Dan Campbell kind of got his wish in week one. They never gave up. The Packers aren't going to let up the same way Sam Fran did on defense. It's not going to happen. So, to me, ten and a half is a lot of points. But we know Green Bay can score when they're at their best. And they got an FU game here. They're not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row.
0: Well, especially not at home. There's There's that angle, too, right? Where they're playing at home and... Yeah, I mean, they were on the road on a neutral site last week. First game at Lambeau. Like I can definitely see that angle for sure. And, again, this is one of those picks where I'm being a little bit frisky. Uh, maybe putting too much stock in what the Lions did last week. But I equate the Lions to the pesky Sens that we talk about. Where they are not going to win. They're going to go and 2 But they might just squeak enough to lose by 9 or
1: 10. So, Zach, since I got screwed by going first last week, because you wanted the same game, you get to go first this week and choose your lock to try and go 2-0 in NFL.
0: I'm nervous because this week sucks. It sucks so much. But the one game that stands out to me that should be a lock very similar to last week, I really like the LA Rams minus four versus the Colts. Lock it up. Um, as I said before, um, the Rams did it. A- did a number on the on the Bears, and the Bears defense I like better than the Colts. And I just think that, uh, as we kind of talk, touched on, Carson Wentz is not going to like Aaron Donald on the weekend. And it could be a rough outing for the quarterback. And let's just pray that this dude doesn't get hurt. Rams, minus four. Lock, or is it four and a half or four? Four?
1: It's just four for that game. Okay.
0: Minus four. Lock it up, baby.
1: Yeah. See, you went first. You stole mine. So uh, let's. Hopefully, you have better fortunes than I did last <laughs> week. I'm going to stick in the same division, and you locked up Seattle last week. I'm going to lock them up again. Five and a half is a little more than I like to do in a lock, but Tennessee's defense is horrible. Russ is going to cook. Five and a half isn't enough. Seattle laying the five and a half heading to Tennessee. That should be a lock to me. So we're going to go with it.
0: I like it. Also, I like how we did not touch the Chiefs-Ravens game for lock, even though we absolutely just pumped the Chiefs' tires.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I looking back on that, I'm like, oh, shit, why did I miss that? Because I have my thing all hooked up on Sundays, and there's the most games on Sundays. But, uh, no, I still feel good about Seattle. Is there any live dog you really like this week? I know we touched on a couple that might happen. Is there anybody you really like this week? Because I liked playing Houston last week in a survivor pool and it was fun. Anybody you see that way? Um, yeah, like we're we just are we talking to cover? Or we're
0: just talking money line here. No, we got to talk two win a live dog. Live dog two win. Line. Um, yeah, I I think the one live dog that I would consider would be Panthers. To be honest, like I, or Panthers or Bengals. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I actually think the Bengals are probably the better live dog, honestly. Um, Now that I'm looking at the both of them, like, because. Yeah, I mean, if the Bears offense doesn't show up, it could be a rough day for the It could be a rough day for the Bears. So, yeah, I mean, Bengals, as I said, they're only they're only plus three against the spread, but I could absolutely see them winning outright. So if I had to go with one for sure, I would say the Bengals to go two and oh.
1: Yeah, I I agree. That's the only live dog I really like. This is kind of a very different week this year, or this week, compared to last week. We only have, what, a handful of games were different? One, two, three, four, five games were different out of 16 this week. Last week, we were quite different. So overall here, we should end up with a lot more similar records. Hopefully, we both have massive weeks. Hopefully, we help our listeners make some money. Hopefully we can make some money ourselves this week. Well, we that need to after wonderful. last
0: We need to after last week. Holy shit, dude. It was just a rough, rough week. Um, but and yeah, just, I mean, just, hey.
1: just a reminder. One, only gamble responsibly. Yep. Two, if you suck on Sunday, don't try and make it up on Monday.
0: Yes. We're going to keep repeating this throughout the year because seriously, like it's just one of those things that eats you alive. Also, actually, I got a third one to add to the add to the think him An 18 part lay eight teams only. That's how books make their money. Keep it. Kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. I am horrible for this where I'm like a five teamer and I just add that one extra to get it to six or I add that two extra to get to seven because it's super juicy. Take your. One unit, one and a half, two unit bets on the four or five teamers. Make it nice and take that half profit. Don't stretch for the eight teamer. They're really, really hard to hit. You only need one to fuck it up. And that was the one thing I saw online this week that I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Books make their money off of stupidity. Kiss KISS. Keep
1: it simple. Stupid. I lied. Then I have one more as well. Don't be stupid and put your lock in every parlay. I'm somebody who loves doing $2 parlays, doing a bunch of them. I had the Vikings in every single one last week cuz I thought it was such a lock. Even if you take it out of one or two of those. Don't put it even in don't put one game in every single parlay. Because then if somehow you screw up that game, everything's garbage. Yeah,
0: if you take take it out of one or two or three of those parlays, if you like five or six, you don't completely fuck yourself, which is basically what we did on the weekend. It was not so good. But that being said, we did pretty good ATS. I'm thinking we're going to do pretty good ATS this week. Uh, We're going to put our our totals up uh, on Twitter, at over six sports, and we'll kind of try to update them every week. Uh, I might pin it. Cam, what do you think? Pin it to the top of our Twitter, then you can know. Or Is that too much? Uh, or is that too like in our face every time we look at it?
1: Can we can we wait a couple of weeks to hopefully get these records a little nicer before we start? <laughs> hey, I'm
0: happy with mine. I'm over fifty percent,
1: <laughs> but no,
0: we'll figure it out. Um, as I said, so this is kind of first week, Cam. We got two episodes, two episodes done, two episodes out. Um, looking forward to another weekend of football, and looking forward to our recap, kind of the end of next week. And lo- honestly, dude, looking forward to another sixteen weeks of doing this after week two. So excited!
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't get bye weeks. We no. we took our bye week before the season. We don't get a bye week for a while. So uh, it's gonna be a grind, but we're gonna have a ton of fun doing it. Hopefully, making some money. Hopefully, helping the listeners make some money you betcha and we're going to do a better job by the way before we kind of end this
0: one we are going to do a better job of putting some of our picks um especially our lo- our locks are going to go on twitter um if you want to you know get all of our picks you got to actually listen to the podcast I'm not going to put all those on twitter otherwise you have no reason to listen um but we'll definitely put our locks on twitter um on a week to week basis just so that you know and uh, be more active on that. Cam, anything that you want to just throw out there quick before we sign it off? Are you good to go? Fins up. Fins up indeed. Fuck the Bills. You ain't, hopefully they don't squish the fish this week. I love, I love how Bills fans love that shit. Uh, this doesn't change the fact that I like the Bills this season, but not against Miami. Against everybody else, whatever. Against the Fins? Fins up. You can follow us on Twitter at Over6 Sports, at Zach Burke Over6, and at C Charlton Turf. And for the Over Six Sports Podcast, I am Zach Bandit-Burke. And with me, as always, Bill just Cameron Charlton. The Turf King, Cameron Charlton. Thanks for listening. And we will chat with you next
1: week.